Hi there, friends, and welcome to the Universal Sisterhood podcast. We're hoping to create a place where women can delve deeper, lift their gaze higher, live freer, laugh louder, smile brighter, and be the authentic woman she was designed to be. Every human heart has been created to be seen, known, and loved. So this is the place where women can share their story. Welcome to episode 92. In today's episode, I chat with Bridget. She is a 37-year-old single woman. She talks how tennis, a broken heart, and a love for community has helped her dive headlong into supporting women in pregnancies uh, with an unplanned pregnancy, an unexpected pregnancy, or just being pregnant in general. she is trying to rewrite the narrative around support for women, empowering women to carry their babies. Uh, everything she talks about, I will leave in the show notes. So if you want tickets to the Gala for Life, which she has established and is continuing to run, um, there is a link in the show notes. Hope to see you there in February. Have a great afternoon. Okay, welcome to the podcast, Bridget. Before we dive into the conversation, I would love for you to tell the listeners who you are and what your life looks like right now. Okay, hi everyone. My name is Bridget Spence and I am a woman of 37. I am single and single-hearted for the Lord. So um, I run my own business. It's called Confidence Support Services. I started it during COVID to reach out to lonely and isolated people in the community and um, those like who are NDIS participants. So I do um, one-to-one support work in mental health. Then I also, another strand of the business is I do academic tutoring for uni students who have academic anxiety. So I've got, um, I take on those clients on a as needed basis and then um, there's so many different things I can do in the business, like communications, consulting, LinkedIn overhauls, all that kind of thing. And so I've got clients coming in and out of my life that I'm supporting um, day to day. And currently at the moment, I'm supporting one client. We go for coffees and walks and I provide him with social support. Um, and that's really nice. And the other thing I'm doing at the moment is I'm throwing all my energies and my time into um, pioneering something new, I believe, in the pro-life movement, something that builds on the work of others called the Gala for Life. So my background is in journalism and communications and philosophy with this, you know, added, um, you know, expertise in in mental health after finishing my Cert 4 last year. And essentially... um, what I'm doing is I am leading a national tour of um, public fundraising events to raise money for Pregnancy Help Australia. And I've got an event in February. On February 18, the Gala for Life is in Sydney. Then we'll travel to Adelaide and there's a Gala for Life on the 21st of February. 
and then we'll travel to Perth uh, for a gala for life on the 23rd of February. And all these three events are raising money for Pregnancy Help Australia. Wow, you are one busy lady. I am very busy. Well, but, um, so by the grace of God, all things are possible. Exactly. Oh, he said that to me this morning, actually. <laughs> Without me, you can do nothing. But with me, you can do everything. Yeah, I'm in. Yeah. I'm in, sister. Yeah. Um, so you go from Sydney to Victoria, to Melbourne, to Perth. No. Adelaide. Sydney, Adelaide. Adelaide. Sydney, Adelaide, Perth. Yeah. So um, we've got an international speaker coming out to speak at the Gala for Life. So actually, it's the president of Heartbeat International in America. So Heartbeat International is the peak body. They've been around for over 40 years. And um, Jarell Godsey has a bird's eye vision of what's going on in pregnancy help centres right across America. And um, Heartbeat International is the, uh, I guess, the parallel body um, to Pregnancy Help Australia. So Pregnancy Help Australia has been around for about 40 years and it's a national support network of pregnancy help centres around the country. So not many people know about it, but... It's about to come out of hiding, you know, with this, these public, you know, these public events. Um, and I'm really excited to be throwing the spotlight on Pregnancy Help Australia uh, and the work that they do. So they have a national phone line um, and it's the helpline that anyone around Australia, provided they find it, can call when they're facing an unplanned or unexpected pregnancy, um, you know, or they're grieving a, a pregnancy loss, whether intentional or unintentional. Um, and um, yeah, so we've got this international speaker coming out and he's gonna be able to provide some context for the overturning of the Roe versus Wade legislation and how that impacted the help centers. Um, and then I'm hoping really to just bring to light the work of these help centers that are going on, um, you know, quietly doing hidden work, helping people in the community, um, you know, say come to terms or embrace the the, um, the life in the womb and, um, yeah, think through and, uh, you know, what that might mean for them and, and what support they might need. So, so. How, how did this... Um come about was it through mental health or was it through um being pregnant yourself I'm not sure I don't know your story can you um can you tell us yeah, how sure. it all came about yeah sure so happy to share so um I've I've always I've always I guess wanted to be a mum myself um and then you know about 10 years ago in 2015 um, you know, just out of this desire to be a mum myself, I just thought to myself, far out, there are women out there who are falling pregnant naturally and they're giving up their chance. They're, they're giving it up. Why are they giving it up? And um, I just, you know, I look at the I look at the IVF industry and I just see, like, women can have their baby for free <laughs> in a way. Um, if they fall pregnant naturally and we can support them to have their baby or they can they can give that opportunity up and pay a hundred thousand dollars in 10 years time and 
you know, that's just, that's what I see happening. And, you know, so it's not just from a cost perspective, um, but I just think it's the smarter way to go. Like if God blesses you with the baby at whatever, at early in life, have the baby, you know, have the baby. And, you know, how can I help you, you know, have that baby and be that mom, you know, it's, it's a privilege, I believe, to fall pregnant and, um, we shouldn't as a society be taking those opportunities for granted. Mm. Um, and you know, um, yeah, so I guess with my own journey, um, you know, I have fallen and been in love many times over and many times over it hasn't worked out. And, um, so I've been on my, I've had a, I've had a long and varied dating journey and, um, you know, and for whatever reason, God has allowed me to to desire to like find the right person and get married and have children, and um, and and all the beautiful men that I've met along the way have like um, helped and supported in some way or motivated me in some way um, to do this mission. And I've always had someone by my side, um, you know. At every, at every different gala, it's really funny. Like, I've, <laughs> there's been a lot of men supporting me along my way in my journey, and I'm grateful for that. You know, I'm grateful for that. And um, because I think I, God does use our desires um, for his purposes. And so, you know, um, starting the Gala for Life in 2015 um, was something that it, it emerged out of my, um, you know, from... I guess, yeah, from those desires. But um, to tell you, like, chronologically what happened, I guess, um, there were these um, Catholic drinks happening on the single scene about 10 years ago. And, um, you know, they were great and really fun, but it wasn't really my scene. And I'm very passionate about tennis. And so I decided to have a tennis party and I invited all the Catholic singles to come to that. And I couldn't believe it. I got 35 people turn up to come and play tennis. I thought, oh, okay, I think I've hit on something here. <laughs> and um, and then the following year, um, I had I had just finished my master's in philosophy and I had learned their, their philosophy of happiness from Pope John Paul II, which is, just to summarise it, um, is that if you do good, moral good, you become good. There's an ontic change in your spirit, in your person, personhood. And the byproduct of that is happiness. So if you do good, you become good and you experience happiness. So I thought to myself, right, I've got this tennis, people like it. I'm going to invite them all to play tennis and then I'm going to tag on a dinner. And at that time, swing dancing was really popular. It wasn't my thing, but I'm like, I'm going to have some swing dance lessons as well. I've got multiple entry points. And I'm going to have it and raise money for a pregnancy help centre. And um, so that by, by um, paying that, that um, extra bit for their donation, I wanted them to become better persons. So not just coming to an event just to meet someone, but to become better in who they are. And, um, and it was really effective. You know, I went from having 35 at the tennis to having an audience of 70. And we raised, um, you know, marginal funds, like less than 2000 for this charity. But I had started something, 
And I thought to myself, this is a really um, precious concept and it's attractive in its own way. It's not necessarily because of me. It attracts people of all ages. And um, I was really proud of it. And so what happened as well that led to that was um, I came across the Babes Project in Melbourne on my social media and there were these beautiful photos of mums and baby bumps and babies and there was no shame, no shame. And I thought to myself, like, this is the picture that we need to see. And, um, you know, like, I've grown up um, around, uh, you know, all the different strategies, I guess, that people live out their um, pro-life values. And um, none of them really resonated with me. I mean, I've always been praying, like, when I pray the rosary, um, the first decade is always for all mothers and unborn babies that they're protected and kept safe. And so um, I see this mission as the founder of Gala for Life um, because I've had this event in 2015. I had another one in 2017, another one in 2019. The biggest one was in 2021. So every two years I'm having one. And then 2030, 2023 this year is the fifth, fifth one. And... Um, so I see it as like I was praying that prayer for all mothers and unborn babies that they protect safe. I went to uni, found out the philosophy of happiness. I had my tennis event and started this thing. And I kept it going every two years. And like, and I, because I wanted to use, I wanted, I believed if people heard the stories of, of moms facing their unplanned pregnancy, then we would start to change hearts and minds. Mm. And we have to change hearts and minds and we have to hear those stories and those um, those experiences. And um, it's the pregnancy help centres that are able to make that difference. And um, that is what the Gala for Life is about. It's about bringing people together who have those pro-life values to actually do something celebratory, joyful, exciting, you know, put the tools down and dress up and, you know, come and let's just be excited for life. Mm, how beautiful. Yeah. I wonder how many marriages you've created through your little tennis days and swing dancing. Do you know? <laughs> <laughs> um, a few people have come. A few couples have come, like, when they've been single. Like, oh, I've got my boyfriend. And some of them have got married. I know two couples have got married. I don't know if people have met per se um, at these events, but it's certainly been um, a place where dating couples uh, can enjoy that time together and have that experience. And, yeah, I'm very – look, it's a very positive experience. So uh, – and and it's memorable. It's really memorable. Um you know, the 2021 event, people are still talking about it as if it was yesterday. How can they find um, out about it? Do you sit, is it on social yeah, media? So, yeah, so I've got um, a very exciting website called www.galaforlife.com.au and on the website you can find out the backstory of how it evolved. Um, you can. I've also... This year, as I'm building building it, you know, year on year, I've got uh, my mission statement there and my vision and values. So there are 10, 10 um, you know, 10 principles of 
of what's behind this and the way I like to talk about what why I do what I do. And um, I guess what I'm really doing is I want to provide I want to provide a more empathetic language for for this um, for this important work. I believe we are all caring and compassionate towards mothers who find themselves in this vulnerable situation. And I think, you know, by the grace of, um, you know, the Holy Spirit from my journalism training and my philosophy, I'm able to um, articulate that in such a way that really encapsulates um, our views. And so I would encourage everyone to have a look at the website and see if it resonates and begin to um, integrate this um, into your, you know, into your language. So my hope is that, I might read a couple in a minute, but my hope is that um, for those who can come to the Gala for Life, there is an education piece to it. Um, you will learn more about the pregnancy help space you will learn about the pregnancy help space in America, which is massive. Um, you will be inspired by just the volume of people around you who have the same uh, value system as you. And also it's a generational thing. Like I want those who've stood outside clinics along with those who've stood outside parliament, along with those who have adopted the un life of an unborn baby. Like I want uni students and politicians and people of other faiths and I want I just want everyone to come together and um, and experience the you know the the glimmer of hope that a woman experiences when she finds out when she intuitively knows that she's pregnant and to to be in that moment with her and hold space for her and do what you can to help her. Beautiful. So, yeah. So. And also to know, to be able to be part of that um, that community that holds them because it's it's frightening sometimes, you know, regardless whether or not you have um, support or your stable job or whatever, it's still quite, um, I know for me, it's, oh. it's quite uh, not frightening, but you're, you feel very, very vulnerable. Well, yeah, your whole, it's, yeah, that's right. And of course, all the, the hormones, I suppose, are starting to, to shift around in your body and everything. And I guess it's also having that language. Like if you, if, if you see someone begging for a dollar coin outside Coles, you either give them money or you encourage them to go to Vinnie's. Have you got a, here, here give Vinnie's a phone call. Um, but it's like if you see someone who's pregnant, what do you say? There's almost like, it's almost like we're not in, in some ways society doesn't want us to acknowledge pregnancy as someone's, oh, how do I articulate this? Like I went to, I was in a, at a hotel and I saw a lady who was serving behind the counter and I said, Oh wow, when are you due? And she was like next week. And it was like a bit sad. And I thought to myself, what, what's happening here? Like, am I not allowed to, to celebrate the obvious major lifestyle change that's happening or you just want to be seen as like a worker and nothing's going on in your life when clearly you're showing that you're like nine months pregnant. Mm. And it was just like, 
really jarring. Maybe she was super tired. Who knows? But um, and you know, and then I see my these beautiful women go to Pilates. Oh, when are you due? And it's all really exciting because they're like, you know, um, really embracing their growing body and looking after their pelvic floor and um, making time for themselves. And that's really beautiful. And we can talk about it there. So it's very nuanced. But I, like, I think the main thing that we should be saying in response to, oh, that's wonderful, you're expecting, then the next sentence from us should be, do you have support around you? So that could be a husband, a partner, parents, whoever, but this is the thing, this is the sisterhood of how we actually, um, I think, can um, be with that woman, whoever it is. You know, she may be... Um, you know, whatever her financial circumstances are or social circumstances are, like in that um, in that moment, we can have that sisterhood moment and say, do you have support around you? And I really believe that that will give her like a lift. Hmm. And if she doesn't, if she says no, where do we where do we turn to? <laughs> Pregnancy Help Australia. <laughs> Uh -huh. She called Pregnancy Help Australia. And then there are, with Pregnancy Help Australia, there are, um, so if they call, then they will be heard and it'll be a lovely voice on the phone. They're all volunteers. Um, and they have a database of all the pregnancy help centres who, um, who the affiliate centres, they've all got different brands out there across Australia. And um, they... Uh, all, all follow like this, almost like a code of conduct, um, where they're all, all of them are life affirming, um, and so that you know none of them refer to Planned Parenthood or anything like that. So um, yeah, that's mainly it. And I think even just for, for each of us is to just you know just I mean I probably I know a lot of our your audience members are probably mums um, themselves or you know know what you know coming from beautiful places um where we can lend out that heart hand i think um yeah but but often it's it's just that um that warm hug you know do you have support around you you know i think it's just a lovely thing to hear yeah to say and to hear mm, yeah um so can we can we rewind a little bit and go back to your yeah, sure. your tennis you said that tennis has played a role in this. How on earth does tennis play a role in um, Pregnancy <laughs> Help Australia and Gala for Life? Well, interesting that you should say that. So tennis is, was a, has played a huge role in my life. So I've always loved tennis. And I guess, I guess it's, um, yeah, I, I love the idea of, I love, I love, you know, being physical. I love hitting the ball really hard. I love the game. I love the spirit around it. Tennis is really positive, like, and tennis coaches are really great value as well. Um, a really good tennis coach will say, you know, good job, well done, run here, run there, yep, keep going, awesome. Like, it's a very positive and inspiring atmosphere to be in, really fun. Um, and also on the court, you know, it's it, it, there's objective truth, you know, the ball's in, the ball's out, like you just have to deal with it as it comes. And I guess for me, like I started 
and started these tennis events so that I could get a bit more of a concept of um, people. Like when you when you meet them in the bar, you know, um, you can't. You, it's not not very three D. You know, they either get you a drink, they don't. You have a chit chat. You, you know, it goes somewhere it doesn't. But on the tennis court, it's a bit more holistic. You know, do they help you pick up the balls? Do they feed you the balls? Like, you know, are they kind and gentle or are they competitive? Like you kind of get to see a bit more of their personality. So in terms of, you know, my dating journey, tennis was one way for me to, I guess, get to know, get to know people on the court. And plus guys love playing tennis. They love it. They really, they struggle to find hitting partners. So ladies, if you're out there and you're listening, go and get into tennis. You will have so many dates. Like it's a really, that's my big tip. Can, can I vouch um, for that? I met my husband on the tennis court. <laughs> I just read when you said that, I thought, well, actually, it was game, set, love (laughs) match for us. (laughs) uh, That's so funny. Yeah, it's a very traditional, it's also, you know, very traditional way of meeting someone. Um, And yeah, that, you know, you've made an impression when they say, would you like a cold drink afterwards? Um, (laughs) (laughs) But um, yeah, but also it was for me, it was a, a, you know, I guess, you know, to kind of move away a little bit from the gala. I'm happy to share that, um, you know, I, I was in, you know, you don't get to 37 without some war wounds. So hmm. I was engaged briefly, like I did meet someone and um, we got engaged and then we caught it off after four months. So I had a, a really, it was only like everything happened in a 12 month time frame. Mm-hmm. And um, so it was really like a, um, it's like a accelerated learning. What's it called? Yeah. Fast track. So, <laughs> It was, a, it was a fast track um, experience of, you know, dating and getting engaged and, and you know, married life uh, very quick. And, you know, I'm grateful for that experience. I learned a lot. But one way of coping was um, I turned to tennis and I thought to myself, right, I've got my single years back. Something that I never got to fully explore was, you know, my giftedness at tennis and so I started, I, I, um, I, I started getting some coaching and, um, you know, I went, got back in touch with um, my high performance coach, Mike Raimundo, who I had met through my um, tennis socials. He said that he could coach me. And so I had a session with him and he really helped me one-to-one to, um, to think, to, to, feel my emotions, work out what was going on. And I was putting a lot of pressure on myself on the tennis court. It was Raimundo believed in me. And and that was a big deal at that time. You know, um, I'd just come off a broken engagement and I was need. There are a lot of broken pieces that needed putting back together. And here was Mike, like obviously I was paying him, but I got, Hmm. I got his complete attention and um complete interest in everything I was going through and in my tennis and it was a really holistic um therapeutic way of coping with this um this stress anyway so I had some sessions with him um and then I found something a bit more local and I had some other sessions there and I really just um you know and and my coach there um started getting me into Robin Sharma and um, Tim Ferriss and, you know, all these other really great motivational gurus. And then I got into Dave Ramsey because I wanted to get on top of my money. 
Um, and I started to really take control of my own life and started to, uh, you know, really do something with it. How old and, were you at this point? Um, so this was, it was 2017. So two years after the first gala. Mm-hmm. So I was 33 or 34 or something. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And so anyway, um, yeah, so I started, so I started like, I would go down to the, the tennis courts and I would hit, I would pound the tennis wall. I would like meet up with hitting partners. And then I got invited to um, squad with Mike and his and the guys. And they were hitting really hard. And then I got into, I got an invite to Sydney Uni Lawn Tennis. So I was playing with the uni students there for a season. And I really, and then from there, actually, Mike was like, why don't you get into coaching? So then I, um, I started, I went and did some community coaching courses with um, tennis New South Wales Tennis Australia and so I got it I'm now certified to to coach tennis and so basically when I get into something like I really get into it like I go to the nth degree to understand what it is how it works you know who's who and really understand everything about it and um, I learned also I came to the conclusion that try as I might there was no way I was going to be as good as Naomi Osaka (laughs) and I really you know, as a tennis as a tennis player, like I'm very happy with where my game is at now. I can serve comfortably, I can return comfortably, I can turn up on court and just, you know, just enjoy the game now. I don't need to compete, I don't need to prove myself, I'm not out to win necessarily, I'm just there to actually enjoy and that's a really nice place to be at with my tennis. Hmm. But, but like but play, you know, like play with some strategy, some technique, um, you know, I'm not just like a hitter, like I can, I can play and, um, and, you know, work out what's going on. And then, so then through the tennis coaching, I then ended up at the, um, a tennis New South Wales coaches summit at the start of the tennis season in 2019. So, um, and that's where I happened to sit next to someone who was going to be quite pivotal in my gala for life. Uh, work and that person's name is Stuart Wicker and he is the head coach at Marconi Tennis and Squash out at Bosley Park and we really connected because he loves high performance and uh, he's got he's you know got quite a few um, you know he's trained someone to be world number um, well, uh, number one in Australia and so he's very interested in developing champions and having a champion mindset and so we really connected and um had a really great spirit about him really positive uh and and uh, called Stuart and said Stuart um how do you feel about supporting mums and babies (laughs) he said I love mums and babies and I said well um I've got a charity event that I want to run and um, I need some tennis courts. Would, you, would I be able to use your tennis courts? And he said, uh, I told him a little bit more about it, that it would be for the Babes Project in Melbourne um, who support women um, with unplanned pregnancies. And he said, sure, Bridget, I'll clear the courts for you. I think I've got I've got um, tournament that day, but I'll clear the courts. And definitely I would love to support you and help you. And at that time in his life, Stuart was – told me he was wanting 
to get out of his comfort zone, wanting to meet other people doing interesting things. And so it was really, um, it was really great to meet someone who, you know, had the skill set and the capacity to think big, to support, you know, someone like myself who, um, you know, at that stage I was needing, needing support. And in the end, like he said, all right, there's a restaurant across the road. We can have the dinner there. And then like, oh, I've got a musician. Like, do you mind if I book him in? And then he's like, oh, what about politicians? Um, I could invite Hugh McDermott. And um, I've got someone else I can invite, a friend of ours, Donna. She's like heads up the um, maternity unit at Westmead. So I didn't, all I did was say, Stuart, can I have the gala at your courts? And and he just ran with the whole idea. And really all I did really for the 2019 event was facilitate. You know, I put the concept out there. Obviously I promoted it really hard and everything. And um, we got another 70 people to that event. And my friend Lara from Western Australia called and she was, you know, going, she'd been invited to be the president of Pregnancy Help Australia. And she invited me and she said, oh, hey, Bridget, what's happening? And I said, oh, I just lost my job, you know, but I'm really happy. And she's like, what? <laughs> and I said, it was the Feast of St. Joseph, you know. Yes, he gets your job, but he also helps you leave, leave jobs you don't like, you know. And anyway, it just so happened we got talking and then um, Pregnancy Help Australia had a 40-year anniversary dinner coming up in 2019. And she was wondering if I could help, help with managing that because I had just done the gala. I said, yeah, sure, sure. And then she was telling me how she was going to America with PHA to go to the Heartbeat International Conference. And um, and I said, oh, I wonder if if you do if you're doing the PHA dinner, then maybe you should come to the Heartbeat International Conference. And I said, well, I'm happy to. I've just got some money. Like I'm happy to cover my flights. And anyway, so she went back to the board and checked it all out and um yeah I was basically I was able to go with her to America so I've just done the gala just lost my job don't have any job lined up but I spend that money on going to America and paying for those flights and we also um Lara wanted to go this is my best the shrine of our lady of Guadalupe in uh, Mexico because it was just around the corner that conference was in Dallas and, you know, just south of the border was Mexico. And it, everything fell into place very quickly, very easily. Uh, we did and we, we went to the shrine and um, I really believe that that God, that Our Lady entrusted us with something special um, to, to grow this movement of um, pregnancy help to foster a love and appreciation for the work in this space. And, um, yeah, and so Lara came back and she continued her work with Pregnancy Help Australia in, in her um, vineyard. And then and then I, um, you know, I was there sitting on the couch when I got back going, oh, I need a job. What am I going to do for a job? And then UNSW Sydney called me and said, oh, we found your profile on LinkedIn, Bridget. We've got a job. We think you'd be good at it. And of course I got that job. So like, I never have to worry really about work. God just always provides the work. I do his, I do his work, then he gives me like paid work, then his work, paid work. So it's, you know, 
I'm always working on something. Whether I get paid for it is another thing. Mm-hmm. And so anyway, um, to to bring this long story to an end, um, 19 event, a friend of mine came up and said, oh, did you know about Diamond Women? They're in Sydney. And I was like, no, I had no idea. And so um, I made it my business to make the next gala about Diamond Women. And then I always promised that um, the, the gala after that in 2023 would be for Pregnancy Help Australia, you know, as a thank you for the trip to Dallas and also because, you know, I really believe I want to, you know, it's, you know, as as a leader in this area uh, and as, you know, Sydney is, um, we're really, uh, we're really saturated with events and opportunities and things that we can go to. Um, I think it's, I really want to take the, nas- the consciousness of Sydney to a national level and start to think about Australia as a nation and to take responsibility for our, um, you know, our marginalised, our people in rural and remote areas, um, our people in, in other capital cities who might not have as much support. And I, I really want think that, um, you know, as one of the biggest capital cities in Australia, we should have a missionary zeal to ensure that every woman around Australia is supported in her unplanned pregnancy. And so the, um, the, it's just very natural now. The next event, 2023, February 18, in Sydney, I have um, space for 350 attendees to come along. Um, and there are t- still tickets left. And um, it's something that I, I, I don't think people should miss, really. Like, I think it's a turning point uh, for us in the pro-life movement to learn about the pregnancy help space because there's nothing stopping us um, putting money towards pregnancy help Australian pregnancy help centres um, who are really doing who are really making a difference in women's lives and helping women become the mothers they're called to be and start the families on actually the empowering choice is to help a woman birth her baby mm. um, the I saw a great documentary recently called Birth Time. So if anyone's seen McLeod's Daughters, there's a character on there called Regan. And Regan and some friends have made a documentary called Birth Time or Birth World, Birth Time. And it's about this really, it really hones in on the physiological process of the birth and the really visceral moment and connection that a woman can feel with her body, with her spirit. And um, when I watched that, I thought to myself, wow, like it is so empowering for a woman to become a mother. Mm. And I think about, I think about all those lost opportunities that that women, um, that women um, have when I think that as a society, um, we need to do better. We need to provide women opportunities to birth their baby. And if we start talking about it like that, and we start talking about the physiological process, mm-hmm. and you know, then I think that we're starting to um, it, it just shifts. The, it shifts the mirror neurons change. You know, yeah. Um, it, it shifts the dialogue away from um, anything else, really. Like. Mm. 
that's wonderful so i will leave all the details in the show notes so people can Uh find you and find uh the gala for life and hopefully uh, buy a ticket it's on the 18th of february in sydney and then 22nd 21st in Adelaide for any of your Adelaide listeners. Yep. And the 23rd of February in Perth. Okay. If you have any Western Australia. Oh, yeah, there's lots of those too. Um, Wonderful. Okay, Bridget. Now, before we finish, I have to ask you something that's brought you joy this week. Can you think of anything that has brought you joy? Um, Well, I was. Browsing in the shops this morning, I went to, um, I wanted to get some chai tea from the Fiji market in Newtown, mm-hmm. but it was closed and I ended up in an antique shop and I came across this um, vintage comic book from 1958. It's called From Stuart to the Overland Telegraph. And um, I couldn't believe it. It's beautiful, like vintage Australian history. And um, I love Australian history. You know, I love our beautiful Aboriginal brothers and sisters, and I. But I also love this pioneering exploration spirit that um, you know that that is in our blood. I think it's in my blood anyway. Um, you know, from 150 years ago. Hmm. And I came across this book called From Stuart to the Overland Telegraph, and basically it's the story written for children of how um you know this explorer built uh the connected adelaide and darwin so he pioneered or he explored and and created that track from adelaide to darwin and i had just finished reading um the history of um the it's called the singing line and it's the way charles todd came out from england and um he was passionate about building a telegraph putting telegraph poles in from Adelaide to Darwin so that they could get the Morse code um, being heard up and down the line and people in Adelaide and Darwin could get news from the old country, from Britain. And what, you know, so it was quite cool to um, see this comic book. This is not a comic book, but quite cool to see this educational piece from 1958 because, it's you know, there's no there's no agenda in it. It's just, you know, <laughs> the facts and... Yeah. and um, and, um, you know, this is really what I'm doing with the Gala for Life. You know, I'm promoting Pregnancy Help Australia, which has a national helpline, which for me, it really parallels, you know, what Charles Todd did 100 years ago in getting the telegraph line, putting in the telegraph poles from Adelaide to Darwin um, and getting, getting people talking, overcoming the tyranny of distance and um, be building that network of communication which i think in australia we're such a huge huge country and uh you know people in townsville don't often know like what's going on in adelaide or udnadatta or alice springs and so i just want to get people talking i want to get i want to get people talking about pregnancy help yeah all over australia that's wonderful (laughs) yeah so this this is the theme this is what god's giving me lately definitely that telegraph line (laughs) keep going yeah because i'm sure it wouldn't be wouldn't have been easy to build a telegraph put in poles from adelaide to darwin and no no what you're doing is not easy yeah exactly so 
he's my um he's Charles Todd is my role model I guess at the moment you know with the work that I'm doing that's wonderful well so. mine's not as as uh meaningful I think as yours <laughs> but my son my son has taken to badminton so oh, cool yeah yeah really cool so yesterday actually every afternoon for the last week we have been outside playing badminton and he is nailing it it's so much fun oh. So good. That's so good. So your tennis is your tennis skills are coming back to the fore. Yeah, well mine are, but his um he never had any. So we had to uh-huh. start. Yeah. It, patience. I have grown in patience this week and so has he actually. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Well definitely fun to get out there playing sport in the summer. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah, enjoying the weather. All right, Bridget, yeah. have a wonderful day. Thank you for joining us and thank you for your thank vulnerable you, heart. Thank you for the opportunity to speak to you and everyone. So God bless you.